gliding shapes that violate every law of nature. It's the Horror Foria Podcast. Hi, can I help you? John Richards and Andy Gilly are talking everything and anything horror movies. Welcome to the Horror Foria Podcast. It's June 28th, 2019, episode number 18. Old enough to vote. I'm John Richards. <laughs> and Andy Gilly here. <laughs> 18, dude. <laughs> Episode 18. Now we're getting closer to 20. Yeah, 20. Just uh, And we'll talk about this at the end of the podcast. If you have any horror movies that we have not reviewed yet, make sure you comment on our Facebook, search Horrorphoria. Uh, tell us what movie we should review for Episode 20 and uh, give us a synopsis of why you like the movie. And right. out of five stars, what would you give it? And we'll give it a review again. We're going to review Cabin in the Woods by your suggestion and Open Graves. Open Graves. I've never seen that one, so I'll definitely have to check that's, it out. I'll yeah, that's one I haven't yeah. seen, and I'm, I'm very interested to see. What to have re- we got in horror right. movie news? Yeah, horror movie news. All right. Uh, Damien Leone, the writer and director of Terrifier, which we're going to, sounds like we're going to have an argument about today. I think uh, so. Got the sequel Terrifier 2 funded a while ago, but his, this week he added an Indiegogo campaign for a special scene. He described the scene like this. We're aiming to create a scene so shocking and iconic that people will talk about it for years to come. Imagine if Art the Clown was in charge of the prom mayhem and Carrie meets David Lynch meets Maniac. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so this uh, Indiegogo paint campaign was wildly successful. Right. Uh, the $50,000 goal was met in a couple hours on Tuesday. And uh, this morning it was like I checked it. It was at 241% of the goal. Uh, perks for funding the campaign included a $5,000 contribution that allowed you to be killed on screen by Art the Clown in this scene. Uh, all six of those that were available were taken. Right. Uh, Leon says that any additional funds will go uh, toward casting an iconic film star in one of the roles. I wonder who that'll be because they've got plenty of movie, uh, money now. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the link to the Indiegogo campaign is on our website at horrorforia.com and there are still some pretty cool perks left. I love the way they're super serving the fans of that and allow you to be a part of the movie right. by doing that. That's a yeah. really interesting, I, and it's not a money grab. It's just no, more of, no, I, I think it's really cool. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I gave uh, 20 to get my name in the credits. Oh, good for you. <laughs> so, That's all, You gave 20 so, grand? Uh, no, yeah, 20 grand, exactly. No, I could have been the executive producer for that. The new Saw movie we reported on a few, few uh, weeks ago is getting ready to begin filming. Director Darren Boozman tweeted that filming would begin in a few days on Wednesday. Uh, not everyone's excited about this. Our friend on Facebook, Austin Indiana McMillan, replied to our story about this by saying, stop with the Saw movies. There's way too many and they all suck. <laughs> I thought about giving him a like I, for that. Austin, but, uh... I, I appreciate your comment, but that's not true. One and two, I liked. I okay. liked one more than I liked two, but I enjoyed two. You know, I saw Jigsaw and I didn't hate it, but... Uh, um, I don't know. There have been a lot of them, and he's got a point there. Uh, uh, well, well it certainly just... does, but it, again, you know, not all of them. Yeah, no, I, I know. Let's just maybe see how this one turns out first. Uh, so the Friday the 13th legal battle, which I don't even know why I bring up. Uh, court battles are so boring and annoying. That's why I hate lawyer movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they try to make, you know, court appear exciting lawyers seem like heroes they aren't anyway the suit between sean cunningham and horror inc and screenwriter victor miller reached a new low this week when NECA, the toy company that makes the jason action figure had to cease production because of this fiasco it's affected any sequels the video game now merchandise is being effective it's it's just kind of ridiculous and i hope they straighten it out soon shutter 
Shudder, who recently celebrated the contributions of African-Americans in horror with the Horror Noir documentary, will be releasing a similar documentary detailing the accomplishments and involvement of the LGBTQ plus community in horror. Name hasn't been announced, but writer-director Sam Weinman explains that it will explore the complex, fascinating history of queer horror on film through the works of pioneering queer creators like James Whale and Clive Barker. Wow. Yet another unnecessary remake is getting done. Castle Freak. You ever see that? No. Begins production in Albania next month. Movie based on the outsider and H.P. Lovecraft story. It was one of my favorite horror rentals at Blockbuster back when that's how we watch movies. Right. Uh, this time, uh, so Castle Freak was about this uh, dad and mom who, uh, the dad had been involved in an accident when he was drinking and he had blinded his daughter. So there was all this like good guilt stuff and uh, you know the mom was angry at him and he had some really bad behavior. Uh, they're taking all that out and it's going to be the blind daughter who inherits the castle, which has a freak in it. Mm-hmm. So... Fangoria is somehow involved. Maybe it'll be okay, but how about an original idea once, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Midsummer, I think that looks original. That's that coming out next good. week. Yep, I'm going to go see that for sure. Uh, and then we have Annabelle Comes Home coming out right now. Uh, I'm probably going to catch that week, uh, this weekend. That'd be cool. And we'll talk about it next week. I'd love to hear that. Like you said, last week we have lots to spend our money on this summer, so I'll probably go check both of those out for sure. We we did, and I've got one more uh, horror movie news. Oh, go ahead. Uh, there, looks like uh, Ghostbusters 3 is in talks with Paul Rudd. To be I saw that. Yeah, I forgot about that one. That's right. I saw Paul Rudd was uh, being talked to about that. So He's one of my new favorite actors. The guy's great. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He, Maybe he'll replace Egon then because, you know, yeah, obviously Egon's dead. Yeah, because his name passed so, away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's he's dead, so he's obviously not going to be in it, but... Uh, yeah, maybe like the sun or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, that, that would be pretty awesome. No, right? that does look pretty. That 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 uh, I was excited about that too. So, mm-hmm. horror movie trivia. You got one? I do. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to be reviewing a movie called Terrifier today, which yes, is about a terror clown. Yep. What is the fear of clowns called? Oh. Uh, I, I can't come up with that. I can I never come up with anything when I'm in the podcast room. I don't yeah, know. I know. It's just because it's on the spot type thing. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, it's called Cowler, C-O-U-L-R-O phobia. Very nice. Cowlerophobia. Cowler uh-huh. And uh, a bonus question. Okay. Can you name at least two movies other than Terrifier and All Hallows Eve that has a clown antagonist? Well, it. Yep. <laughs> Obviously. And uh, Crazy Clowns from Outer Space, isn't that one of them? Killer Clowns from Killer Clowns yep, from Outer Space. That's right. Clown House, <laughs> It Stitches, uh, Killjoy, Clown, 100 Tears. Technically, House of a Thousand Corpses because of yeah, that's Spalding. True. That's true. He's and one that we've reviewed that we love so much, <laughs> Blood Harvest. That's right. Why did I say that? Oh, man, Blood Harvest. Of course, that has a clown in it. What's <laughs> yours? All right. So my, uh, my trivia question is about Child's Play, which we're also going to talk about today. I saw that this week, and uh, I guess I'm going to talk about it. Uh, so in the 2019 Child's Play movie that we're going to talk about in a second, a Silicon Valley, Amazon, or Google-type company called the Caslin Corporation makes Chucky calls the toy line the buddy doll with an he's got an eye and it's stylized like a wi-fi yeah symbol you know uh in the original movie what company made the doll that would become chucky and what was the toy's name i don't know the company but i know it was good guys it was the good guys dolls you're right the play pals company made oh, okay. the good guys okay. dolls uh don mancini actually based chucky on a doll called my buddy i yeah, don't know if you remember, remember those that commercials that, that, that's you right. can't forget the, the song right yeah exactly my <laughs> buddy my, yes, my buddy exactly. my buddy and me i'll let you sing it <laughs> exactly so uh, so that uh, and he could not legally call the uh, original Chucky Buddy, even though it was in in his original script, 
it was called that. Ah. <laughs> so. Yeah, didn't you? Oh, well, you, we'll, we'll talk about it. Because, mm-hmm. because we're, we are going to talk about a uh, 2017 movie called Terrifier. But Andy... Yes. Was fortunate enough to go out and go see the new Child's Play. Now I'll yep. say this: uh, the the uh, trailer looked really yeah, cool. Yeah, I was really excited about uh, it. Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. gave it a pretty decent score of like sixty one. Right, right. So it wasn't a terrible film. Sixty one happens to be the number of uh, people Chucky has killed since the original movie. Since the original, between this one and the original, yeah. I'll talk oh about wow. That. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, you should use that as trivia. Yeah, I, sh- I, would, I maybe I, should have. Maybe I wouldn't have known. Right. So, anyways, I haven't seen this movie, <laughs> yeah. but Andy got to go out yeah. and see it. So on Wednesday, I went to see it. It was the final night. It was in the theater, okay. um, and that maybe should have gave me some clues to what I was getting into. Um, <laughs> I will say it's the second movie I saw in the theater this month that uh, featured a main character named Andy. That I liked. Uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> but beyond that, and Aubrey Plaza, I just didn't think it was a very good horror movie. Um, and now, now I should say that first of all, Child's Play has never really been my favorite horror series. Uh, I've seen the first one a handful of times, and uh, some of the sequels I haven't seen. I've maybe seen a couple of the two and three, maybe once. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if this was something like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Evil Dead, which I've seen dozens and dozens of times, uh, and it was a similar sequel, maybe it would have had more for me. Maybe there's like tons of Easter eggs, and the characters uh, make a lot more sense if you're a huge fan of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe, uh, you know, it, it would make a true Child's Play fan real happy, but I just didn't get a whole lot out of it. Uh, and like I said, I was excited to see it. I think I went in with a really good attitude. I wanted to like the movie. And I, I'm, I'm kind of like, finally, I'm going to get enjoy the uh, Child's Play series. I'm going to understand what this character about, is about, you know. Uh, Chucky has endured, and there's there's something about him that people really love. I mean, he's up there with uh, Jason and Michael Myers and Freddy. Iconic, um, absolutely. Yeah, he absolutely is. And I've just never gotten into it, and I've never really, you know, enjoyed it like some people do. And I thought, maybe here's my chance to make that happen. Um, it didn't. Uh, <laughs> Chucky's uh, and now he's an IOT device, you know, Internet of Things device, like your um, I don't know, maybe people have a fridge or something that's connected to the internet. So like a smart toy, you're right? He's a smart toy, so he's connected to Wi-Fi, made by, like I said, the Caslin Corporation, which is some kind of stand-in for like Amazon or Google. They're a Silicon Valley company that makes all this stuff. Uh, they seem to be involved in drones, robotic vacuums, some kind of Uber Lyft type app. Uh, and they now make these internet-connected dolls, I guess. So Aubrey Plaza, who plays Karen, uh, who's the mom of Andy, works at some kind of cross between Best Buy, Walmart, and Dollar Store, from what I can tell. Uh, she's trying to find a gift for her son, and she's facing the reality that many uh, parents face, not having enough money to get what their child wants. So someone returns a defective buddy doll, which is the kind of doll Chucky is, like I said, and it turns out that this thing had the safety protocols turned off by a disgruntled worker in Vietnam. Uh, which is where these things are made. And uh, maybe uh, that's, I don't know, maybe that's a little better than the whole possession of a serial killer thing, but that's why Chucky is, uh, this particular Chucky is bad because he's had his, there's safety protocols that they put into the AI of the buddy doll. I think that, all right, so it's playing to technology today, but because in the original, Charles Ray, Charles Lee Ray, I think his name yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, Possesses him, possesses right? the doll before he actually dies because he can't get a. He needs a body. And he's yeah, trying to human get back body. Everybody, right, gets a kid. Right. Yeah. So that's the original. He's so, trying okay, to get I, his soul back into Andy in the original, isn't that right? He is. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So anyway, Chucky starts out trying to protect Andy. Quickly, he goes overboard with that, 
And some things he learns from different parts of hanging out with Andy and some of his friends that he eventually does meet. He's, he watches Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and he, he starts going a little overboard and uh, protecting Andy from what he perceives as threats to him and their relationship. Mm-hmm. And I thought the relationship between Andy and Chucky was a little two-dimensional. Uh, this movie is really about relationships and loneliness, I, I think. Huh. And it, it, it's a big part of what this movie it was about, and it just wasn't explored very well, I, I didn't think. And he didn't have a lot of friends, so he was kind of a loner and outcast. I think he could have done a lot with that. He meets some friends pretty quickly. Uh, Chucky fills a little bit of his need for socialization. And I think they tried to explore that, but that didn't really go anymore. Uh, it was kind of like Terminator 2 for a while where he's trying to teach it things and suddenly it's out of uh, out of his control, though. Uh, so that never really uh, went a whole lot of places. Um, and I guess that, you know, his you know, he, he actually tells him at one point not to hurt people. Uh, and I guess that it was maybe Chucky's need for being Andy's best friend that made him override that. But that was never really explained. Mm-hmm. And I like it when you're supposed to figure these things out sometimes, but there's a certain way to do that. And it wasn't done here. Uh, it just kind of left us in the dark rather than leaving, leaving it up to us to interpret. I thought so, sure. uh, there's all these characters in this movie that I didn't get. There's this basement maintenance guy, I think is part of the first one too. Maybe who seems like some kind of electronics wizard for no reason. Uh, he revives Chucky after Andy actually disables him and throws him out. And it's like kind of a weird scene that had some, what I thought were kind of pedophilic overtones. Uh, There's that detective, Mike Norris. He's also in the first one. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's played by Brian Tyree Henry uh, now. And he's, I think he's mostly there to just allow us the access, uh, access to the aftermath of Chucky's crimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was really the only thing I really thought that he was there for. Uh, And the only character that really resonated with me was Aubrey Plaza's the mom, character. Karen, uh, she has some depth. I didn't think I really kind of related. I, not that I don't have children or anything, but I related to her struggle as you know, trying to be a good mom, doing the best for her son in the circumstances. She's and a single was, mom. Yeah, it was compelling. She's a single mom. She has this boyfriend who's really kind of a jerk, um, and uh, you know, he's not like physically abusive necessarily, but he's an abusive guy, yeah. and and uh, not a nice. He's kind of competing with Andy for you know her attention, oh, and sure. and you know, kind of being a jerk to. That's a real life situation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it was very relatable. And, you know, I got that part. And Aubrey Plaza was awesome in that. I thought she was, she did a great job. And, you know, this is not the kind of role you'd expect her in. Well, when you see her in Parks and Rex. Exactly. You know, I mean, and and I guess, you know, I I read some interviews with her and people were uh, asking her, she's like, well, I'm in the new Child's Play movie. And they're like, oh, are you Chucky? She's (laughs) like, no, I'm not Chucky. I'm the mom. (laughs) Also, I think I I uh, suspend my disbelief pretty well I, I i buy a lot in movies you know a lot of people uh break down a movie and i and dis, dissect the minutia of it pick it apart i don't do that kind of stuff um but there's this whole subplot about andy's mom's boyfriend's face chucky cuts it off and puts it on a watermelon and it gives it as a gift to andy so it's there's this face sitting in his room which apparently he learned from texas chainsaw masker <laughs> too you know yeah uh, and then this watermelon ends up in Mike Norris's mom's house. So the cop's house, the, the watermelon is wrapped up yeah. and it ends up in his, it was just not, it was a completely useless subplot that really, I don't know if it was supposed to add some kind of levity or something or suspense. It really didn't either. Uh, and then we're supposed to buy that some guy in an assembly line can delete two lines of code and weaponize this thing. You know, there are hackers who play around with these kind of toys mm. and I would think there would be a whole army of these things running around. Um, 
and I don't know, there was like a dozen things that I sat back and I was like, what? And I don't do that. You know, I, I, I'm just not sure why this was such a hard movie for me to suspend my disbelief for. But right. I think if there were only a couple of things, I'd have been like, fine. But all together was like, you're really asking a lot of me here <laughs> so as an audience member, you know. Kills in the movie were kind of boring standard stuff. Uh, there's like this rototiller death. Again, I had to suspend some disbelief for that. Uh, several standard stabbings, unlikely table saw death, uh, some okay gore, but just not a lot here that really had me going. And now I, I read that the directors in this movie were kind of hamstrung by Universal owning the actual rights to Chucky and MGM, who produced this movie, only owning the first film. And that's why it kind of shows. Uh, I looked that up. Like I said, they, they could not do any kills that were like anything in any of the sequels. Oh. So they were they were kind of stuck with what happened in the first one. They, they couldn't kill. Chucky could not kill anyone in this movie like he had in any one of the sequels. So they were going to have instead of cutting the boyfriend's face off, they were going to chop his head off and just leave it in the uh, in the room. Mm hmm. And they couldn't do that because he had done that, I guess. It was in the Bride of Chucky. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, and like I said, Chucky kills 61 people from Ch Child's Play 2 until, uh, I forget what the last one was. Uh, uh, it was Cult of Chucky. Cult of Chucky, and it was like in 2017, right? Yep. So between then, he's killed 61 people, and imagine the constraint that had to be exercised here, you know? They're like, well, can we, well, no, Chucky's Well, I can't throw before. somebody off the building into a <laughs> right. bed of spikes yeah, because we exactly, did that we did in that. Curse of Chucky. Exactly, you know? So I can see why maybe those were not so great. Now, there were some good things in this movie. Mark Hamill is awesome, as you can That's probably guess. That's what I was going to ask. How did he do uh, it? Of course he's going to be great. He's one of the best voice actors in Hollywood, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and incidentally, you know, and there's another thing. People have been asking me why Brad DeReef wasn't cast as Chucky. Well, it's because of this whole rights thing. Uh, Universal is coming up with a Child's Play TV show on sci-fi, and guess who's going to be the voice of Chucky in that? Brad. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So the original director and uh, writer are working on that show, and Darif decided to stay with that team. Uh, I guess he was actually offered this role, but oh, uh, turned it down. Yeah. And and you know, I think Mark Hamill he does a you know, I, it's probably sacrilege to real Child's Play fans, but he does a better job. I think he's great. Yeah, I, I love. That's who you're used to. I mean, and it's like you go to any any recognizable horror movie antagonist to like. Um, like Freddy Krueger, you can't picture anybody else no, than right. Robert England, right? Exactly. Or or um, Pinhead, yeah. David Bradley, um, yeah, absolutely. I think it's cool because it was a reboot, and I don't think it would really would have made sense if Brad Dourif was the voice sure. because well, it's sure. a reboot. Yeah. And it, then what's going to happen is that if they do this TV show, then you know that's just kind of a it's continuation be a little bit of the confusing, story. Confusing, maybe exactly. Yeah. I think like with some of these iconic characters, though, if you're a fan and you want this to endure, you have to get past it. You know, like uh, oh, yeah. Captain Kirk, uh, just can't be William Shatner forever. You know, no. <laughs> so you've got to allow these other actors to take these roles. Well, and and that's, uh, what, that's why they were successful. You know, yeah, I, I'm not a big exactly. Star Trek fan, but yeah. Jean-Luc Picard, it wasn't sure. older version of Captain Kirk. Sure, you know? right. No, exactly. And you got to, I think you got to, if you want these characters to endure, you're going to have to put up some other actors playing them eventually. So, uh, like I said, Aubrey Plaza, she's probably my favorite thing in this movie. Chucky effects are pretty good. Um, I'd like to have seen less CGI, but they do come off pretty well. But all in all, I think unless you're a huge Chalice Play fan, Chucky is one of your favorite killers. There's really no reason to see this in the theater for sure. Uh, I think the bars have been set pretty high for horror these days. We have Oscar winning actors, some really good writers. Uh, maybe this maybe fell solidly in the, into the realm of an 80s, 80s movie. 
Uh, but even ret- 80s retro movies, which we're going to talk about, which I think Terrifier is one of them, mm-hmm. um, they just do so much better than this these days. Uh, and I guess I'm looking for more for my uh, for more for for my horror films than than this. I think it's worth a late night watch on Shutter or Amazon or something. But nothing too excited about this uh, new iteration of Chucky. I'm gonna give it two stars. Two, yep. two out of five. Yep. New Child's Play, not recommended by Exec Pro <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> that that is correct. Sorry, I had to bring that one. Back. Even though my name, you know, the main character's my name in it. So exactly. I, you know, I, even that didn't uh, do it for me. So. All right, we're going to argue about Terrifier now. We are, <laughs> we are. It it's great. actually, uh, and I'll get let you give you the synopsis. Yeah, you want me to give a actually, little synopsis? Yeah, yeah, but it's actually a, a sequel to a 2013 movie called All Hallows Eve. Eve. I watched a little bit of All Hallows Eve. So I had j- I just saw Terrifier last week, mm-hmm. um, and I happened upon it, upon it because of the Indiegogo campaign there. So, uh, mm-hmm. And I hadn't seen it. And I knew you had seen it and not really liked it, so I was going to check it out. Right. Uh, and I watched a little bit of All Hallows' Eve last night, but uh, fell asleep like about halfway through. And Did I you not know. like it, or were you just No, I, was just, I think I had a couple beers and was oh. tired. Because <laughs> I, I like that one. So, yeah. Yeah, and I, what, from what I had seen, I, I liked it too. But, um, so, yeah, let me, uh, we'll, we'll talk about Terrifier, though. Damien Leone is the director of it, as we, as we talked about. Yep. Terrifier, it's a slasher film. I thought it was kind of in the vein of uh, Silent Day, Deadly Night or Happy Birthday to Me, one of those kind of old 80s films. A little bit, yeah. Uh, it's a follow-up to All Hallows' Eve. Uh, Mike Gianelli plays Art the Clown in that film, though, and a guy named David Harold Thornton takes the helm of the villain here. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I we'll get into that, but uh, I thought Thornton did a little better job as Art the Clown. Uh, it's set on Halloween. Two women are leaving a Halloween party in costume. One is supposed to be like a sexy scarecrow or something. The other one is like a sexy skeleton. You know, these sexy costumes that you get in Halloween. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they're too drunk to drive home, so they decide to get some pizza at a late night by the slice place. Uh, Art the clown walks in, takes an interest in the skeleton girl, makes a nasty mess in the bath- bathroom, gets kicked out by the owner. Girls find out that their tire is flat when they leave the pizza place. Probably, strangely. Listen to that 80s trope right there. (laughs) Exactly. So they decide to call. It's not because they're too drunk. It's because their tire is flat. So it's not. You know, they're willing to drive drunk. And it's just their tire is flat. So they decide to call the skeleton's sister who's uh, studying for finals. And they sit in their car waiting for her to uh, arrive to take them home. The skeleton girl has to go to the bathroom. So she goes to this building where there's an exterminator who actually looks like a slasher killer mm-hmm. uh he's smoking outside he lets her in uh art the clown of course gets in the building as well and he ends up chasing all three of them and this homeless lady through the building uh until her sister until the skeleton girl's sister arrives then she too ends up getting threatened threatened by art the clown that's basically the uh, gist of the movie yeah that, that was a great synopsis um <laughs> it's it does follow up um all hallows eve Mm -hmm. it was called the miles county massacre uh the survivor girl got her face deformed by oh spoiler alert um if you don't want to know what happens at the end pause it watch it and then come back to it um which i thought was a great effect the you know art the clown ate her face at the end and you see in the beginning you see this deformed person yeah I thought that effect was amazing. Now it was creepy, absolutely. Yeah, Damien Leone is. Uh, I think he's. It comes from the effects side of things. That's yeah. really what his specialty is. So you'd expect it to be good. Um, but I thought that was really disturbing. I thought uh, that uh, that particular makeup uh, the, of the girl with the deformed face was really really uh, disturbing. Yeah, it, basically the the girl that survived the previous movie was on this talk show with this lady, 
and she was getting interviewed. Um, the the talk show lady is in front of the mirror. She hears some jingling behind her. The deformed girl comes up, kills her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't understand why that happened. Well, so, she was. So that, I think she heard her on the phone or something like that, and was, uh, you know, the the, the 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 reporter lady was not being nice about. Like, well, she was saying her she face wasn't. Like, she really wasn't. No. No. I'm sorry. You said that this girl had survived the previous movie. This was in All Hallows Eve that she. Because I thought this was kind of a pre. A pre part of of what happened at the end of Terrifier, were we seeing something that happened, you know, like a, a little bit before, and then we saw the story of it, or this happened at the end of All Hallows Eve? Like I said, I was uh, yeah. This is this is what happened at at the end at of All Hallows oh, Eve. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, I didn't mean so, to ruin it for you. No, no. Oh, it's, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> but you know, and and it happens at the end of this movie the same exact okay. way. Okay, so I get it. All right, I I thought we were seeing something that happened. You know, they were giving us up. Like something that happened before, and then we were sh- showed how it happened. Yeah, but I get it now. Okay, yeah. so it's kind of a circular thing where yeah. okay. it is a full circle thing. I I tell you that that's when I first watch it. That's what first bothered me about the movie because I, I had seen all All Hallows Eve, and it was like okay, cool. It's like a continuation of what happened in the previous movie, and then this scene happened after mm-hmm. the talk show. And then it goes to so the the, the in the first, that's the babysitter from All Hallows Eve, right? Okay, isn't she in this as well as like the uh, isn't she the skeleton or something in it? No, no. no okay, no, no. that's a totally different person. All right. Totally different. person. Okay, I thought I thought just same actress. I, I I'm just confused. Yeah. Uh. Well, you got to watch it. So, yeah, I should um, watch that. It. That's what started bothering me about the movie, and, and I liked I liked the way it segged into the girls coming home from a party. They're drunk. Um, no, we're not driving. Let's go get some pizza. You see Art the Clown introduced. Well, he comes upon them and sees them and just all of a sudden disappears. And then he goes into the goes into the pizza place. And before that, you know, at the beginning of the movie, you see him getting his black plastic bag full right. of tricks and <laughs> treats for this. Um, right. So you see him. She He gets just asphyxiated on this the, the skeleton girl leaves his mess and then it all starts you mm-hmm. know um, yep i did like some of the practical effects of yeah, the, the kills. effects are great yeah absolutely. some of the kills made like made me nauseous yeah well they, i mean it, it no okay so the hacksaw scene oh that yeah you know, see that was hard to watch I, it, it was but uh you know I thought that he did a like just a really good job of cutting away when he had to to make sure that scene stayed in slasher territory and never went into like the torture porn uh, area. I thought that it cut away. I mean, it was it showed some restraint. I thought enough to be stay keep it in slasher track. I mean, okay, so he rips off the girl's underwear. You don't see any of that. Well, he never never like it, it never goes to exploitative territory. I don't think. Well, I thought it did a little bit. I thought at the well, beginning, I mean, he's cutting a girl, a naked girl, and half of bound up, yeah, and then he just rips her clothes off, right? And then just and you know what's going, and it's like, yeah, they don't pan up. No, you see just the blood pouring down as he's cutting in, right? Um, you know, to me, a better, even though it was gross, it was like when he put his thumbs in the uh, the 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 kid in the uh, pizza place eyes, yeah. And he realized that his boss had his head cut off and look, got cut up like a jack-o'-lantern. Right. Yes. You know? he, yeah. And like, then he actually had fire in it. it yeah. Yeah. It was that, that, like, was, that was a great right. practical effect, too. It, it, it was. And, you know, just some of it was just like, wow. And 
God, the, the, the Bones girl, when, when he realizes, well, she's not receptive to this, shoots her in the face multiple times. Right, I mean, right. that was just like, like to me, it's like, wow. Yeah. I don't think it got too real for me, but I just thought it got well, it's, I, it's, it's too, definitely, too much. It's, it's okay. It's definitely a hardcore horror movie. But like I said, I don't think it, it you know, you have movies like, uh, you know, we've talked about some of the. You know more the. I just don't think it got into the ex, uh, exploitative category, uh, category with the way he cut away and, and the the way he filmed some of these things. Uh, there's also a you know a guy who gets his head squashed. He steps on that uh, that exterminator guy's head. Oh yeah, he, like, they get, the other guy that came in. Yeah. I thought that was and again a good practical effect. Um, but I really I, I think if you watch something like uh, Silent De- Night, Deadly Night, or some of these early '80s horror movies, you're seeing some of the same kind of you know uh, maniac, the the exploding head that where he, I mean that's the kind of effects that we're getting here. It's not, and it doesn't cross that line in my opinion to uh, something like uh, Siberian or a Siberian uh, a, a Serbian so film. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't cross the line that 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 those kind of movies did so no it's i i don't really think it crossed any line i mean i think some of the kills i was entertained by some of them i was just like i'm with you i i, I don't like it mm-hmm. um and it got there sometimes for me in, yeah, in my opinion yeah. it got mm-hmm. it got sure. it went to that line and okay. i just went uh but See, i i like the character i like the art the clown sure. thing i mean uh-huh. he was just a di- demonic yeah i mean just kind of supernatural <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm not scared of clowns. Right. I think it's kind of unfortunate what Pennywise has done to clowns. When I was a kid, I used to get up and watch the Bozo show on WGN. I love clowns, right. you know? So for it takes a real creepy clown for me to get into a scary clown movie. Art the Clown is it, man. The uh, makeup effects on oh, this, yeah. I think it it's like echelons above the uh, uh, All Hallows' Eve even. If you if you look at the Art the Clown from All Hallows' Eve, this one is, they've, they've like kind of... Um, formed his face a little more he's got like the this more skull-like face yeah and his mouth is just incredible and the job that this guy does uh playing this part i mean he has no no dialogue in the whole thing he doesn't he doesn't make a sound say no he doesn't you're right not even a a mime he is he is a mime and the guy this david thornton uh david howard thornton guy apparently did have some mime training (laughs) so maybe that helped him but I thought he was fantastic. I mean, just using his uh, mouth, uh, you, you know, like with the expressions and stuff that he used, his face uh, with the makeup that he had, I thought he did an excellent job. And I felt that it was what the reason I really liked it was because I thought it was a great homage to to like the 80s slasher flicks when I was watching it. It felt like something I shouldn't be watching. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I'd go to my friend Vic's house after school in the 80s and, and watch some of these movies like Silent Night, Deadly Night. And some of these, down, turn it down, and turn it Exactly. You know, the, there was this film grain, and I think the color that they used and stuff kind of reminded me of uh, old VHS movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, <clears throat> there, there was a little, I got a lick, I, like this kind of little sense of euphoria. My heart beat a little faster, if you know what I mean. It was that same kind of like feeling I got when I, when I watched a movie when I was a kid, uh, when I was at my buddy's house. I got house. that too. And I, I, I love the setting of it. It was really dark and, mm-hmm. it, you know, it was just set in this one building and, and, you know, kind of an underground garage and, and an underground pathway. There wasn't a lot to it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and we had talked about in the earlier podcast about, what's it called when you go out you're 
enclosed and all of a sudden you go to this big area right right they, the, they kept within the constraints or, or boundaries of what this building that was. was another thing i liked about it that's exactly what i was going to say they did they stayed in the building it didn't open up into the outside or anything like that well, like a little a bit these, i mean just a, but but yeah, that was more but, in the right you know the alleyways and stuff like that but I liked that there's no background on this guy. He's nope. there's like no backstory on him. I don't know. Maybe in uh, All Hallows Eve, he's got more of a, uh, and I so I could be wrong about that. But. I don't remember. I think there's a little bit, but nothing. Okay. It, it's just no rhyme or reason of why he's around. Right. I, we don't get an explanation for him. He has no motivations. Like a mom who doesn't love him or something. He's just a killer. Comes out of nowhere. And uh, I guess, you know, there's this little look at when the homeless lady comes and tries to comfort him or whatever, and he starts sucking his thumb, which is a super creepy scene. Mm -hmm. Uh, Otherwise, he's just a cold killer. Someone who shows up in the middle of the night, he looks scary and threatening, and he is. Yeah, well, you know, when the the homeless lady comforts him, he rips off her skin. Right, yeah, and then he he wears her as like a suit. Yeah. But, again, now that maybe maybe did cross the line. Because that was was pretty... uh, because he was trying to walk yeah yeah it it was it was uh the the brutalness of what he was because you know you're just kind of going like you know there's he's got to let up somehow right you know at the end of the movie again spoiler um the cops catch him while he's eating this girl's face right and he pulls a gun out and shoots himself in the head right so then he goes to this autopsy room but one thing I noticed about the autopsy room, because by then I'm just like, yeah, this is not one of not one of my favorites. Okay, it looked like he he was doing it in a woodshed. Yeah, I mean, just it looked <laughs> yeah. like where are you doing this autopsy at? <laughs> I'm sure they didn't have the budget they to get into out, a I real think morgue. I saw a rake and then <laughs> I, I saw a lawnmower. <laughs> Could have been. There might have been. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like <laughs> Could very well be. Um, you know, obviously they set up for terrifier too so right. i mean they, they set it up and then at the very end which to me was cool it was a call back to the very beginning of the movie is the girl that survived or you thought she died got ran over by the truck her face is eaten yes and it's right all deformed and right. honey you're gonna be okay exactly and good luck at the interview mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, I, I don't maybe know maybe you're right maybe that's what it was i I, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to watch All Hallows Eve and yeah, then watch gotta, this again. I got to watch that again. Too. You know what? I, I don't think it is, though, because it's it's the girl who's who's in college who came to pick him up. That's whose face he ate. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. it wasn't the reporter. That's right. So okay, I think we're yeah, seeing right. like we're seeing the uh, you're seeing the end. Right. In the, at beginning, the beginning of the movie, at the beginning of the movie you're seeing what what's happened and then it shows you how it happened. It, yeah, that's what that's, right. that's what I got. But uh, spoiler alert, he eats somebody's face in All Hallows Eve. Too, yeah, huh? he eats it. OK, he eats, he eats <laughs> some face. Right. I'll have to see that. Um, maybe not have so many beers tonight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to give this a two. I mean, okay. I, I would say if you've got the stomach for it and, and you know, like Andy, just enjoying all the practical effects. Seriously, I, it, it it's a fun watch in the. And freaking Art the Clown is is yeah, he's a great I, don't, I don't care if he's a clown, yeah. you know, but he is just creepy. He is. He, it really fact, is. He didn't even peep. He doesn't even go. Ugh, not like even once. not any, any sound. It was amazing what that actor did with that character. He got shot. He got stabbed, yeah. and he just went. Yeah. Just yep. Nothing, yeah. Right. Nothing. True. He even yeah, he was even injured badly in the movie. No sound. I guess his usage of guns was controversial too. Like uh, people are like, oh, slasher killers don't use guns. But I thought I liked that. I mean, it lended some, you know, it, that was his like last resort. You know, it, it wasn't, 
when when you think you have him beat, then he whips that out. You know, <laughs> you went and, right. He shoots that girl in the face. He goes back right. to his bag, reloads, and goes shoots her a couple more. Times. Exactly. See, and that yeah. bothered me. I like like to me that that kill was like you okay. didn't you didn't like that. I like that because it, it lended like a little bit of reality to that. You know, it was like he's he's killing he's going to kill you in all of these other ways. When you finally think you have him beat, then he whips this out, yeah. and, and you know. Uh, so I don't know. I I, I didn't. Uh, that didn't bother me at all. That was a controversial part of the movie, and people said that that shouldn't happen with a, in a slasher movie. No. Slasher movie. The slasher killer shouldn't be using guns. But the, I I didn't think that was a, a problem. It didn't bother me that he used a gun. Yeah. But I mean, just the scene itself. So what would you okay. give it? Uh, so like I said, I think this is a good homage to '80s slasher flicks. Uh, really like this movie. I'm going to give it three stars. Great acting by David Howard Thornton. Uh, the effects and uh, utilizing this minuscule budget they had so effectively. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, I'll give it three stars. Yeah. I, I, again, my two is, is it could be a fun watch, but not necessarily, you know, my cup of tea. Sure. I, I, again, I like the I like the character. Um, movie overall was pretty decent. I just had. Yeah, I think I think in, you know, 10 years, Art the Clown is going to be right up there with uh, with some of these other slasher killers. I would hope that. so because yeah. I think he can do a lot with that character. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's a really good character. So so next week we have your buddy coming in. Yes, one of my friends, uh, Carlo, is coming in. He's going to talk about his favorite movie, The Shining. We're going to make a whole show about The Shining. Not our favorite huh? movie. Yeah, we're going to have another <laughs> argument. Um, and he, he's a he's a good friend of mine. We, we uh, watched a ton of horror movies back in the day. I, uh, go, his basement is where I've seen, where I first saw Evil Dead. I think I first saw it. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre down there. So uh, a lot of memories, a uh, lot of uh, horror with this guy. So, And do not forget, coming up episode 20 in two weeks, we will be doing Listener's Choice. So let us know what movie you like. Give it a synopsis of what you liked about it and a score out of five stars. And we'll be looking for those on our Facebook page. Exactly. Next week, Annabelle comes home and uh, probably uh, go see Midsummer after that. So Awesome. Everybody have a great weekend. Right. Yep.